Good evening, everyone. This is the Tuesday night uh, weekly Twitter space for our podcast, for Bleacher Brawls podcast. We are uh, brand new this week. Um, we've been doing this a couple Wednesdays now due to vacations and you know other planned time off of, of our other hosts. We weren't really able to host a um, you know host a real Wednesday night show. But this week we're back with Wednesday night shows. So what we've decided as a group is we will be having a weekly, uh, podcast recording on a Twitter space. So this is going to be every week moving forward. And it is a chance for everyone who is a Red Sox fan or a Yankee fan or even an Orioles fan or even an MLB fan in general to come on and uh, talk Red Sox, Yankees, Orioles, MLB, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, we do have an agenda, but you know, we have room in between and uh, I'm very, you know, uh, pro, you know, making stretches. So if you come up with an idea, I'll tie it to one of our uh, agenda points and talking points. Um, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce my co-host for today, uh, Senor Barnes. Senor Barnes, how you doing? What's going on, everyone? How we doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, I just introduced us and introduced how we're going to operate moving forward. Yeah, uh, sounds great. What do you think about that? What do you think about our, uh, you know, the third show a week? Hey, you know what? I love it. You and me, we both love doing these live recordings. Uh, Whenever we have people who are listening live, like you are, uh, Eric, at ericmadison Eleven. Hey, if you're listening live and you want to request, you want to ask us a question, say a little something, hit that request button. We'd be more than happy to listen to you. You know, and if you want to just keep listening, not a problem. But we're designing this for you guys. You know, we love interacting with the fans. A couple weeks ago, uh, uh, Mr. Taylor jumped on. That was a great time. So, hey, like, like, like Doug said, if you want to say something, it can be about anything. Yeah. And literally... The first anything topic might be the first thing on the agenda. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll give a shout out to Mr. Taylor, who was so, uh, you know, gracious to join us um, uh, two weeks ago, uh, who is at Fenway today. So I hope, the, you know, the Red Sox give him a, an in-person win. That'd be great. Um, but what hey, uh, real quick. But, uh, sorry to cut you no, off. I just want to say uh, huge uh, Yankees alert. Aaron Judge, number 48, went 453 feet. Nice. He's chasing the record, baby. Nice. We speaking sh- of records. Should have about 48 games, uh, 40, 40-ish games to go. Yeah. I mean, and, it's going to be close. And I know he's been slumping a little bit, but he had a home run last night or two nights ago. Yeah. And another one tonight. So maybe he's getting hot again, which, you know, this is the right time. Get hot down the stretch. And, you know, the Yankees need him to be that catalyst that, you know, kind of went cold a little bit when the Yankees were slumping. Um, You know, when when Judge slumped, the Yankees slumped. 
And maybe once the, you know, judge gets hot again, um, uh, the Yankees will get hot again, too. Is that fair? Uh, overall, I think it's fair. I, I also think that during this really cold stretch as a whole for the Yankees, it's been the month of August and just post All-Star break in general. What I've noticed was even there were there were weeks at a time where Judge was still like really solid. Like he was batting like 300 and like I'm talking like 300 for that week, not just the overall season. And it just seemed like no one else was getting hits. Now Ben and Tenny starting to get get hits. Now DJ is starting to get uh, is getting back in the lineup and he's starting to get hits. Rizzo's even starting to look a little bit better. So uh, it's not necessarily as judge goes as the Yankees goes because we've seen judge still get hits and mm-hmm. they were still losing. But I think it's a good indication if Judge starts getting hot, the Yankees offense can start putting up multiple runs a game instead of just like one or two points here and there. Yeah. So, um, well, I guess I'll switch around my uh, itinerary a little bit. We'll start out with uh, Yankees and and Red Sox game updates. Um, So before entering play today, Yankees are 75 and 48. They won their last two. They were four and six in their last ten, and they have an eight-game lead on the second-place Tampa Bay Rays. Um, the Sox are sixteen sixty-two. They are uh, six and four in their last ten, and I forgot to write down. I think they're five and a half in the wild card uh, back, which is a. Uh, you know, seemingly a, a, a mountain here. Um, I'll, I will go ahead and introduce Derek here, who is our YouTube consigliere. Yeah, Derek does a fantastic job on YouTube. I think he's uh, just hitting that request button right about now. But, hey, we're filibustering for him. Derek, what's happening? Uh, not much. Red Sox are actually six games out of the wild card, not five and a half. Okay, six. Yeah, so... Um, and they have uh, three, four, four or five teams uh, ahead of them, you know, looking up before they, uh, you know, so they have to leapfrog four or five teams. Um, the Twins are in there. The White Sox are in there. The Orioles are in there. And I'm probably missing one. Doug's Orioles, by Doug's the way. Orioles. Doug's Orioles. Yeah, yes. they have to leapfrog the Orioles. The White Sox, one of the Twins and Guardians, whoever doesn't win the division, and then one of the three teams currently in a wild card spot, most likely the Blue Jays or Mariners. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, how are the games looking today, guys? We're, we're, uh, uh, Barnes already said uh, Judge hit forty-eight, or was that forty-nine? That was number 48 today. 48. Or so Judge maybe, hit 48. Maybe 49 later this recording. Ooh. But as of right now, 48. All right. And uh, are the Sox still 0-0? Yep. There's 0-0. Um, Blue Jays went with the four-man outfield against Devers. Okay. And Bradley kept Devers to a single and stopped the run from scoring in center. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm on work vacation here. So I'm... I'm only uh, I only have one device right now, so I'm not trying to switch back and forth and and kill things. So I'll be relying on you guys a little bit today to uh, look stuff up once I uh, once I um, you know once I ask for it. All right, so um, 
yanked socks. Um, a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, topics swirling, you know, are the Yankees going to hold on? Are they going to win the AL? Are they, you know, are they even going to win the AL East anymore? Um, and so it's really the Yankees, are they going to win the AL East? And the Sox, are they going to win the wild card? Um, off the bat, rapid fire, Barnes, then Derek, go. Uh, Yankees are going to win the division. Red Sox don't make the cut. Bam, Derek. Yankees are going to win the division, but it's going to it's going to it's going to get close middle of September, then the Yankees are going to pull away. Um Red Sox aren't making the playoffs even though that's the, that they should still aim for it, but it's not looking likely. All right. Um I think I am uh the same of the same mind. Yankees win the division and Red Sox do not make the playoffs. And um one of those reasons why the Red Sox don't make the playoffs is because one of the teams ahead of them are playing so well, uh, who just won a series against the Red Sox, and those are my Baltimore Orioles. My and Pat's uh, Baltimore Orioles. Newly founded your yeah. Orioles. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was well, like 2022. This, like this, it's not even that. It's There's six games behind both the Blue Jays and the Mariners, and if the Blue Jays beat them tonight, it'll be – Seven games behind the Blue Jays, and who they still could be six behind the Mariners. Maybe go that goes to seven, um, and but then they're also six and a half still behind the Rays. So even if they pass the Orioles, the White Sox, and the Twins or Guardians, they still have to pass one of those three teams that are six games ahead of them. Yeah, exactly. And with the Red Sox playing the uh, Toronto today. Uh, Toronto actually is one game under 500 on the road, so they play a lot better at home than they do on the road. But the Red Sox can't seem to get any momentum going uh, to get above 500. They always seem to, um, you know, lag three or four games below. Then they get to 500, and then they lose another three or four, and then they get to 500, lose a couple. It's like. They're just very inconsistent that way. Um, they've only won one series. The Orioles series doesn't count because that was only one stupid game. Um, they've only won one series against the AL East, and that was the Yankees a couple uh, last weekend. Um, and it would be very well, very, very good thing for everyone. Uh, it would be good for the Red Sox. It would be good for the Orioles. It would be good for everyone else in, in the wild card race. If the Red Sox can just take care of business and beat the uh, Blue Jays, who they've struggled uh, mightily all all season. Um, and that's what we're hoping for. We're hoping for, you know, a Yankee win. And we're hoping for a Red Sox win. And, and of course, an Orioles win. Uh, because they're playing the White Sox too, so that game has serious um, uh, AL wild card, uh, uh, you know, uh, ramifications as well. All right. Um, any last thoughts about the Yankees or Red Sox before I move on a little bit? Um, yeah, I'll, let me go first, Barnes, because uh, I got I got to say something really quickly. Um, the the thing is, the Red Sox they're three and ten against Toronto. Um, so, and even if they win this series, they're only gaining a game on Toronto and they may only gain a game if that against the other teams, uh, that they're chasing. So the Red Sox 
kind of have to be perfect the rest of the way. Um, they got to win like 20, 20 more games this season or whatever the number is. I don't know. Just to make the playoffs, it's not looking likely. They're going to, they got to win more than 20. They got to win like 30 more, 30 more games gets them to 90 wins. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that's easy. The magic, the magic number it has to be 90, um, you know, for a shot. You know, I don't think 85 cuts it. Um, and, you know, they, so they'd have to go like 30 and, 10. Yeah, some people are saying exactly. like 87. They'd have to go exactly 30 and 10. Yeah, some people are saying 87 or 88 wins might be the cutoff, but still, then you still got to go like 27 or 28 so, and 13 so the issue or 12. With that, and one of the arguments that I've been having with Luke all the year, right, is winning series against the AL East. Okay, you got to win games against your, you know, against the opponents in your division especially this year where that's the tiebreaker, right? So you can, you can get that third, you could tie for that third wildcard spot. And if, if it's against Toronto or um, if it's against Toronto, if it's against the Rays or if it's against the Orioles, the Red Sox lose because they haven't won a freaking series all year against any of them. So that's the reason why it matters, right? Derek, correct me if I'm wrong, but, that is the tiebreaker this year, right? Um, let me check that. Let me double check that real quick. I, I'm pretty sure that's it, but uh, we will double check so we're not, um, uh, you know, giving you false information. Um, but you know, that's the reason why I've harped so much, and that's why I was out on the Red Sox uh, at the trade deadline because the Red Sox could not win a series against their division, and you know they're gonna. Say, let's just say they do it, right? They they go 30 and 10 in the next 40 games, right? Which they're capable of doing because they went 32 and 9 um, earlier this year. But if your situation, they're out. Because yeah, they the tie, first tiebreaker is head-to-head. Okay, so yeah. The only, the only team that they're beating head-to-head is any of the AL Central teams maybe and the Mariners. I don't know right. what the records are against the AL Central teams. I know they're... Um, positive against the Mariners, but yeah. after that, it's record in your division. So even with the the Mariners, it's their record against the AL West, Red Sox record against the AL East. I don't think Red Sox are winning that. Right. So yeah. So they're losing both of those tiebreakers because well, no, they'd have the first one over the Mariners, but against everyone else, they're not winning. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So so that's huge, and and that's why I've been harping on them needing to win games against their division, and and they just haven't this year. So so. Um, I was out on them, um, you know, j- before the all-star break, um, Barnes, um, what do you got, man? Anything else? Uh, Yankees you want to talk about real quick? No, I mean, I think as far as the Yankees go, the, uh, you know, obviously them getting shellacked all of August virtually, basically, you know, it's August 23rd at the moment of this recording and they've just been getting hammered. And I legitimately thought that as soon as they got back home during their homestand, they would have started turning it on um, because the Yankees just have such a monstrous home record. Uh, they are, they were, or as of this recording, they're 44 and 20 at home. They're 31 and 28 away. So I was, I was like, oh man, the Yankees should just crush at home. And they literally just sputtered, just just like little baby farts out of their play (laughs) you know exactly baby farts it's just funny 
Baby Farts, an unofficial sponsor of the Bleacher Balls podcast. <laughs> Along um, with Taco Bell and uh, uh, Uber. Or... Uber Eats, yeah. uh, Taco Bell. Uh, we're working on Manscaped, maybe. Um, <laughs> hey, MeUndies, uh, unofficial sponsor of Joey. Um, but the Yankees have won two straight, uh, and they're they're actually in the lead right now against the Mets. Uh, they're also at home. But it's like, hey, like, can you finish this little home stretch against the Mets, like this two-game series with, against the Mets who are just phenomenal? Can you get onto the road where you uh, you got four games in Oakland and then three in uh, Anaheim to play the Angels, and then you go back to the East Coast to play the Rays um, in Tampa? It's like, hey, can you start getting hot through September? You know, like, yeah. like even though I, I don't want to – I hate saying it like this. But it's like, did they slump at the right time? Are they? Yeah. Do they have the chance to get on the upswing through September and then firing on all cylinders come October? Hey, they they very well may, could have, right? Because now you got if they're just coming out of it, right? They're gonna win the games that they should, you know, that they're supposed to win, right? You just said them going to Oakland, right? Those that should be a a, a sweep, right? Or at least you know, a, a series win. Yeah. Same with, uh, same with the angels. Uh, was it angels? I, hope you they said? Don't, yeah. hold on. I do say, I hope they don't blow it in Oakland. Yeah. I mean, you got four games in Oakland. Hopefully if you're the Yankees, you're hoping to at the very least split. Yeah. You know, right. you're because... obviously shooting for three and one. Your uh, yeah. sweep would be amazing, but you're nothing less than a, uh, uh, two two split, and then you got three games uh, with the Angels, and you're hoping you can go two and one there. Yeah, so, you know if you can pick up five game five wins right there, that would be stellar. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then you know, and then they move on. So that could that could these could be the games that they need to just regain their confidence, get back in the stride, beat up on a team, and you know come back and you know finish out the season like like they you know seemingly were before their little uh, slump. All right, guys. Yeah. Oh, hold on one second. I do want to bring up real quickly because I know this is a hot topic, and I was going to say it, but I forgot about it. Um, Tristan Cassis not called up, and they called up Franchi. I know this is a hot topic, especially on Red Sox Twitter, so I just want to bring it up, and we can move on from it. But to me, it seems like, and I've seen some other people say this, that it seems like they're giving Franchi one last chance, and if he can play well, maybe he'll stay on the 40-man. But if not, then it seems like maybe Franchi could get DFA'd and then Cassis takes his 40-man spot to, because to call up Cassis, they need to free a 40-man spot and they don't really have one free right now. So that right. would seem like the likely move. I'm just going to throw that out there. All right. Yep. I was going to bring that up a little later, but you already brought it up. So, okay. Um, all right. A um, couple other topics um, through the rest of this um you know, through the rest of this episode, we're going to talk about Mr. Pujols. We're going to talk about American League Rookie of the Year. Uh, we're going to talk about the Cardinals because uh, Patrick, the boy who loved Joe Kelly, you know, yesterday said Cardinals aren't getting uh, as much love. So let's give him some love uh, during this episode. And then we're going to get into the best topic in the world, the Orioles. And that's going to have to do with call-ups. So, <laughs> so the Orioles are going to the Orioles are going to lead us into a topic on uh, call-ups. All right. 
Um, all right, so let's start with Pujols. Um, he has he needed 21 home runs uh, to get to 700 this year uh, from the beginning of the year, right? And um, before the last two weeks, he only had seven. Uh, so he still needed 14 more. And the last two weeks, so, so, you know, the first part of the season, minus the last two weeks, he had uh, just seven home runs, right? Just in these last two weeks, he's gone 17 for 31, hit seven home runs, and this is in, is it, this is in his age 42 season. Uh, eight runs scored, uh, 14 RBIs, and a five, so that, you know, is a, 548 batting average which brings his season up to 14 home runs 277 batting average in 72 games and that's 231 plate appearances um i think we uh yeah okay uh derek what was that tweet you just put up so basically it says it's it's tweet from pass and saying that since the all-star break the leaders in OPS in the MLB, and Pools leads the MLB in OPS since the All-Star break with a 1462 OPS. Yeah, there you go. So he's crushing it. Um, a couple weeks ago, during one of our episodes, I can't remember who it was with, I think we touched on this, and we were like, there's no way Pujols is getting there because he he was, you know, struggling. Um, he, he had only had seven home runs in, in, you know, his season and it did not look like he was going to get there. Um, but with this recent, you know, post all-star break power surge, um, he's sitting at 693, which means he needs seven home runs. Um, you got to say right now he makes it right guys. I'm all in. I yeah. mean, what more can you say about, you know, Albert Pujols? Like he was, you know, he's been in the league for 22 years. Uh, you know, he's definitely turned it on and he could totally do it. Like, you know, by I'm looking at the uh, Cardinals uh, schedule right now. And I legitimately think he could do it by the end of, you know, like the first full week of September by like September 10th. You know, if like if he's staying hot like he is. I know that's a stretch, and that's like, oh, man, like, is he really going to do it? He would need to hit a home run every other game. But the way he looks right now, like the form he's in right now, he totally could. Yeah. Um, Derek, before I give my um, argument, uh, Derek, what what do you got? I feel like he's going to do it. It's going to – I think it's going to be close. Um, I I think he's going to do it. And – I, I tweeted this out the other day. I said, can all the pitchers on non-contending teams just throw them like BP fastballs right down the middle? Because I think Albert Pools is the is one is fine. It's he's finally a guy that it feels like everyone's rooting for him to hit seven hundred. You've had guys before like A Rod who had the steroid thing and all that, and there's been some other guys going for records where they've had kind of some gray spots on them and. Maybe some people aren't rooting for them, but it feels like for Albert Pools, it feels like all just about every fan base wants him to hit 700. Mm. Uh, and it feels like everyone wants him to actually do it. 
and yeah. we haven't had that in a while. So I personally hope he does it. I think he will do it, and I think it'll be probably the biggest moment of the year in baseball besides whoever wins the World Series this year. All right, so if um, uh, if Derek, you can bring up the list of all-time home run leaders. Well, no, 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 active, uh, active home run leaders. Yeah, be, play, players who are active, the all-time home run. <laughs> holy shit, the active home run leaders of active players. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, I have it. I got uh, it. Yeah. Give me a give me a hands up when you got that. Um, I have it already. All right, you got it up. So after, all right. So the thing is, is if Pujols does not get to seven hundred, um, in the next twenty years, we don't see another one. We don't see anyone else up to seven hundred. Um, I don't think. So who's after Pujols? So after Pujols, probably Miguel Cabrera, right? Miguel Cabrera at five oh six. Yeah, there's then no chance Nelson, he's making then, it. Then it's Nelson Cruz at four fifty nine. All, right. All right, go go a little slower. Uh, Cruz isn't making it. Yep. Giancarlo Stanton at three seventy one. He's not making it. He, I mean, but he, he at, at least he has he a has chance, a but probably not making it because he's about thirty two. Scroll down to some He's thirty two years old. Yeah, he's thirty. Yeah, so so he's unless he plays another ten seasons, which he's probably not, no. right? And it's thirty home runs each season that only brings him at what six thirty something, right? Yeah. So so I think that's a little tough for him. Yeah, I'm gonna go down to the younger guys who probably is probably your best chances. Devers at twenty five years old has one hundred thirty seven, but that's still off the pace. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see who else is young on the act. Juan Soto at 121, and he's 23, so maybe. And then Acuna at 24 has 115. All right, that's that's it in the top 100 for young players. So realistically, we would have to wait at least 15, 16 years to to you know. Like it's not happening within the next 15, 16 years. Like there's no doubt, right? Uh, no. So, so I think we all need to see Pujols do this because, you know, he, you know, my kid's going to be a teenager by the next time it could possibly happen. Uh, you know, uh, so it we got to see it happen, right? Like everyone wants to see it happen. I believe. Now, the thing that I struggle with here is. The Cardinals, and we'll talk about this a little more when we get to their segment. Well, I might just start their segment next. Um, but they're, they have a four-and-a-half uh, game lead over Milwaukee for the AL, uh, NL Central uh, division, right? And whoever comes in second is, I think, a game-and-a-half out right now of the wild card. So, it, you know, it doesn't look good. Like, you, you have to win that division if you are the – uh, Cardinals or Brewers, right? Because the the NL wild card is not guaranteed. Um, so so if it gets down to the nitty gritty uh, towards the end, you know Pujols' time, unless he's still rocking and rolling, could could be cut. Um, so so my the question I want to pose to you and and everyone on Twitter when you when you hear this tomorrow is do you sacrifice (laughs) 
the postseason to let Pujols play to try to get to 700 if he's close. Man, I mean, I don't think you do that. I don't think you disrespect the man like that. I, I think he's obviously, you, you know, he's not he's not even hitting in the middle of the lineup. I think he's like, well, I guess he's hitting six. He's hitting so six like middle, middle third of the lineup. So, but I mean, you're not, like if you're the Cardinals, you're not necessarily counting on Pujols to really generate a ton of runs. Like that's Goldschmidt, that's Arenado, that's Gorman. Uh-huh. That's those. That's those guys, and then a lot of their, like their on base guys, are at the bottom of the lineup too. You know, like they're getting Newt Bar. Like obviously he leads off, but uh, like Carlson, he'll hit in the nine spot. You know, like you're counting on those guys to get on base, and it's like, hey, Pujols, do do what you can do from the six spot, seven spot. You know what I mean? So I don't think they will. Like I'm looking at their schedule, like especially September, they got. The Cubs, the Nationals, a bunch of games with the Pirates and the Reds. Like, though, in theory, those games should be cupcake games for the Cardinals. So they're right. not. Upper Pujols should be playing in those games. Exactly. That's why I. That's my advocation for Pujols playing. I don't think the Cardinals will drop games there. So I think we'll, we've got a really good shot at seeing Pujols do it. Also, too, if Pools keeps on hitting like he is, yeah. Oh, yeah. what are they going to do, bench him? No, like, no, no. I'm just saying if he drops off a little bit, right, and goes back to what you would expect of a 42-year-old, right, um, you know, where in, you know, the first 50 games of his season, you know, he, he only hit seven home, seven home runs, and, you know, his batting average was probably the, in the lower half of the 200s. So I'm saying if we see the Albert Pujols that we've seen, like these last two weeks, you ride that hot streak until he's, you know, not hot anymore. So I I agree with you there. But if he goes back to hitting like the first half of the season, you know, you got to you got to mix and match, take some playing time from him and give it to someone else who's, you know, could realistically produce more. Right. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I think if we do see Pujols drop off, and the and then the Cardinals are also just losing games, yeah, I think you definitely see him coming off like he's on the bench, like hey, like or yeah, I don't think they'll cut him. I I I refuse to believe that they will cut him. No, oh no, 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 no. Um, but yeah, seeing Pujols on the bench, if like oh my gosh, the Brewers are getting hot and the Cardinals are going south. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely see. I, I see the room and the possibility for, you know, Pujols to be on the bench. You know, they, they've got – St. Louis is a really talented team, you know, and at the same token, it's like, hey – and it stinks because Pujols also just kind of only DHs. Like, you're not going to yeah. move him to first. Right. He's like, your DH. He's just, yeah. yeah like, I, like, I was like, uh, you know, Paul DeYoung kind of stinks, but he plays shortstop. Like, you can't not play him. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it it's tough, and like I don't want to think like that, but it's like, hey, like you got freaking Tommy Edmond and uh, Tyler O'Neill on the bench right now, who can definitely probably serve a little bit more service in terms of hitting mm-hmm. instead of pool holes. Yeah. Um, all right, so the Cardinals, um, who are seventy and fifty-two on the season. They own the fourth best record in the National League. 
behind the Dodgers, Mets, and Braves? Correct, the Braves. Um, Okay. Um, And they have a a four-and-a-half game lead over Milwaukee right now. And I know this is a a tough, uh, you know – uh, tough to swallow for you, Barnier, because I know I know your NL team is the is the Brewers. Um, I love the Brewers, baby. And, and I kind of touched on it before that you know the Padres are only uh, two game a game and a half or two games ahead of the ahead of uh, in the third wild card spot. I think um, yep, one and a half. Okay. Yep. Thank you for checking that for me. Um, so. Um, is it a must win for? The, I, I kind of asked the question before, but is it a must win to win the division here? Is it safe to bank on the wild card if you are an NL Central team? Uh, it's not safe to bank. Like you got, it's like a win it, and if and if you're gonna be second, if you're gonna fall short, you got to make it close. You got to make it tight because mm-hmm. that San Diego team is phenomenal. Philly's not going anywhere. Like Philly's always just really good, um, and I think they're getting better. The and then Atlanta, they're not going anywhere. Atlanta's not going anywhere. The Mets aren't going anywhere. So like w- those two teams will be in. I really highly doubt that they're going to go anywhere. So to answer your question, yeah, I I really do think it's a win and in situation. If you're if you're second, you you're, if you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> yeah. Um, so another sore su- subject, and I think the reason for uh, Patrick's tweet yesterday that the Cardinals don't, um, you know, get enough love is because uh, Jordan Montgomery, you know, a-, a Yankee at the beginning of this year, was traded um, at the trade deadline to the Cardinals, and he's been dominating, Clear. Has to be the best pitcher. I know I didn't do any research on it, but has to be the best pitcher since, uh, you know, you know, since he, you know, since his first game in in uh, in St. Louis, he pitched a, a one hit shutout yesterday or a, whatever it was, complete game shutout, uh, one nothing victory, and you know he just lit it up yesterday and. Uh, he wasn't doing this on the Yankees, right? Yeah, uh, definitely a sore subject. I mean, I can definitely tell, obviously, at the trade deadline during that move, Jordan Montgomery was like, dude, I have no idea what just happened. Like, I didn't even know that I was going to get traded. There weren't any rumors about it. And he was just totally, like, in shock and awe, and he was bummed out. And now he's pitching lights out for the Cardinals. What's really funny to me is I can tell he's enjoying the move because he took a new roster picture instead of them just like photoshopping it over. And he's smiling in the Cardinals picture. <laughs> whereas in the Yankees picture, he was just like, it looked like a mugshot. So I'm like, yeah. God damn, like really dude. Um, but yeah, I mean his last four games, you know, all of the month of August, um, for, uh, I'll just read off the month's stats. Uh, he's got 25 and two-thirds innings pitched, 13 hits, one earned run. Wow. One, like he And he's got 24 strikeouts in the month. Like, he in uh, opposing batters, uh, average is 149. Like, uh, whip is 0.62. He's just dominating in St. Louis. And I don't. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's him and Yadier Molina are really connecting. 
like, and I mean, Yachty is one of the greats behind the plate. So credit where credit's due. Hey, Yachty, shout out to him. Um, is it I, moving out of the AL East? I, I mean, moving out of it, the AL it, in general. <laughs> it, it might. I mean, against the Yankees, he had five. You know, he pitched a great game. Zero earned runs over five oh, innings. Right. Then, he, then he played. Then he played the Brewers, who they are in tough competition with. You know, six innings. He allowed four hits, no runs. You know, like he had eight strikeouts that game, so he crushed the Brewers. Then he played the the Rockies. So, like, yeah, you can say the Rockies are like a bad team, but they're the team that scored the run on him. <laughs> yeah. And then he dominated the Cubs like in a freaking shutout, a complete game. Yeah. You know, like. I, I literally have no idea, and this is why I always really liked Jordan Montgomery, except it seemed like when he was on the Yankees, you were like, oh, he'll get five innings, three earned runs. Yeah. And it, now it, you're like, what the hell? Like, he let up one run in the month. It, it always seemed like he, he was just, like, he had the full picture. It was just like he was running after it and could never get it, right, to put it all together for a while. Yeah. And, and it's like he moves to St. Louis, and he's like, Found it. I got it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm stoked for him. I've always liked him. I I I remember him coming out, and I was like, man, this guy reminds me of Andy Pettit, and he was never going to dominate a game. Mm-hmm. He like he wasn't going to just like, oh, you know, uh, Jordan Montgomery or Andy Pettit is out there on the mound. We're going to win this game. It was like, hey, we've got a really good sh- shot to stay in the game, and if he can get some run support, they'll win. Yeah. And. It always felt like he was never getting run support, you know. But, dude, like, and, and who knows? Maybe it is that, like, short porch New York, like, other teams were getting home runs off of him, like, on that short porch. You know, in St. Louis, I've been to that park. It's a beautiful park. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not – I don't want to say it's, like, pitcher-friendly, but it's definitely not super hitter-friendly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's just figured it out. Hey, Jordan Montgomery, if you're listening to the Bleacher Brawls podcast, I love you, bro. Um, miss <laughs> you in New York. I wish you all the best. Yeah, well said. Um, he should not have any trouble finding run support in St. Louis. So, you know, he, he he did yesterday, but he was you know still got the win uh, in a one nothing victory. But um, the, I think the question always surrounding uh, St. Louis was: Is their pitching good enough to win? right, to win that division. And uh, maybe Montgomery was that missing piece, and, and they'll just, you know, start tearing it up from here. But we, we knew that the hitting was always going to be there, right? And um, Gold, uh, Goldie Goldschmidt had all those great seasons in Arizona, and he is having an insane season with the Cardinals. He is an MV, easily an MVP candidate. Is I mean, is he the MVP candidate? I, 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 I he, he very well may be. Um, he's over. He's hitting like three thirty-seven. He has over. He already has a thirty uh, home run, hundred RBI season, and we still have forty games to go. Um, and and not too far off of him, Arenado is twenty-five home runs, eighty-one RBIs. So, you know. Those guys are, are killing it, and and they're just the two guys, right? Their whole everyone, Tommy Edmond, Carlson, all those guys you you mentioned before, are you know just the Cardinals are a powerhouse, and and you know you get a hot Pujols too, you got 
man, they're they're looking real good. If you got a hot pool holes, it means you are probably eating Taco Bell, proud Taco Bell, <laughs> beach brawls, uh, <laughs> hot pool holes, baby. Uh, dude, you you nailed it on the head. I like Goldschmidt NL MVP. Vegas odds on NL MVP is he's minus three seventy five. Next closest is Austin Riley of the Braves at plus sixteen hundred. Like wow. he's a shoe and a barring an injury right now, and then Riley really turning it on. Yeah, but Goldschmidt has I legitimately think, and we've talked about this in the past that. Goldschmidt may have had one of the quietest and low-key Hall of Fame careers we've ever seen. Yeah. And it's strictly due to the markets he was in. And I listen, Paul Goldschmidt is a freaking monster. I loved this guy. And, you know, I I I I think he was my first baseman like every year in in fantasy baseball because I I just love the guy. It's just you're right. It sucked that he played for, you know, an Arizona team who was meh uh, for all those years. Yeah, I, I mean, one of the things that I really noticed about this year, especially in the beginning of the year, and I was talking about it at, at my place of work, and we're just talking baseball as a whole, and it was like, holy cow, like you look at the, I think it was end of May, early June time period, and we were sitting there like, holy cow, like look at the batting averages. There's either guys are clearly over 300 and are clearly under 270. There was none of that 290, 280 range. Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah, the people who can hit can hit. Like Goldschmidt, Arias, Jeff McNeil, you know, Freddie Freeman. Those guys can clearly hit the freaking baseball. And who's um, leading the charge? Paul Goldschmidt. What's the NL lead in home runs right now? That's a, uh, give me two seconds. I'll figure that out for you. Because um, he he might be in line. Is Triple Crown possible? He's close. So right now, I just pulled it up as of this recording. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, 34. Schwarber, forgot about Schwarber. Goldschmidt, 31. Austin Riley, 31. Pete wow. Alonzo, 30. Oh, I forgot about Alonzo, too. And yeah, Alonzo's what, what, got two more RBIs. Okay, so, all right. Regardless, he's he's there. I mean, he, he clearly, it's within reach, at least. Oh, yeah, um, it, it's right there for the taking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, any any last thoughts about uh, Cardinals? Uh, boo. I'm a Brewers fan. Boo. <laughs> hey, but hey, respect to the Cardinals. You guys are freaking yes. crushing it, especially with a team that the, the pitching is has always been suspect there in St. Louis. And they added a piece who was going to be above average, and he's just crushing it right now. And the Cardinals are cruising, so. Cardinals, Patrick, here's your segment on Bleacher Brawls. Yeah. All right. Um, we just talked a little bit about NL MVP. Um, I want to throw out there AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, for most of the season, excuse me, <coughs> there was only one name out there, right? And J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez, center fielder from the Mariners, right? Um, and he may still be the favorite right now. Um, but then a, a young uh, first, um, you know, best prospect in baseball got called up uh, for the uh, for the my Baltimore Orioles in Adley Rutschman, who 
Uh, so let me just throw out some stats. J-Rod, 4.4 war to Adley's 3.4 war. Okay. Uh, J-Rod has 112 hits. Adley has 66. J-Rod has 19 home runs to Adley's 8. Um, Adley has 24 doubles. J-Rod only has 19. So Adley already has more home runs than him. Um, in terms of games played, um, J-Rod has 32 more games played. So that's 105 to Adley's 73, right? And 150, about approximately 150 more played appearances. Um, so, so, so Julio Rodriguez might finish with the higher war, right? But is that enough to give him the rookie of the year? Oh, it's such a tough, tough, like, discussion to have. And shout out uh, to your Baltimore Orioles, Adley Rushman, those luscious locks. He's got the power of Samson right now. Like, hey, <laughs> don't cut your hair. You're playing great. You look great. I'm not saying there's someone who's part of the Bleacher Brawls family who may have a huge crush on him. Man crush. This, in, this uh, Not even a man crush. This might just be a regular crush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there was a tweet about it somewhere on someone's account that may or may not have been screenshotted by me during the fantasy football draft. Taylor. Uh, <laughs> um, I, like, it's so weird. Like, war is such a weird stat that I think these pencil pushers made up. Um, I really, it, it really does feel like at when once Adley Rushman came in, the Baltimore Orioles started firing on all cylinders. Yes. And as Orioles fan, you can confirm or deny that. And you just, you just confirmed it. Yes. hundred um, percent. And I feel like J rod has been doing really well. Don't hear what I'm not saying. I think he's been really great. As a whole, he's a he's the real deal. He's a really good player. Like, there's definitely a reason people are chasing his baseball card. Uh, for those who are part of Card Twitter, we are part of Card Twitter too. Um, so uh, it's so tough. It's just one of those things. Like J Rod has been doing it like basically all year, and Rushman kind of just came in late, uh, it, which feels unfair to hold against yeah. him. But J Rod has been kind of doing it all year. Yeah, uh, but. So, but Adley closes the gap, right? He he closes the gap. You know, center field, you know, premium position, right? As is catcher. Catcher might, you know, and I'm sure Adley gets extra, you know, because he plays catcher, the most important, you know, position position on the field, right? Um, you know, and they're, you know, he's he's, you know, you could say that he's the best catcher in the league MLB right now um yeah you could you could say that but 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 maybe he doesn't win the AL rookie of the year that's crazy how can you be the best at something but not win something like rookie of the year that you know I I mean I understand how you how that could not happen but it's like huh yeah uh so one time Many moons ago, there was an argument here on Bleacher Brawls 
and there was someone who goes by the name of Luke who once said, oh, and just you were probably raised to think that the better team always wins. The better player always wins. And it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, like this might be one of those deals where Adley Rushman probably is the better player and he probably is the proper choice for rookie of the year, but he probably won't get it because the people who are voting are like, well, Julio had to do it for more games and like, hey, who knows if Adley plays those extra 30-something games if he continues the pacing, you know what I mean? So, All right, but think of it as like a, a race, right? You know, you and I both ran track. So say say we're both running a 400, right? Okay. So so J-Rod has been doing it all year, starts at the, at the starting line, right? But Adley um, starts 35 meters back, right? So he essentially has to go 435 meters. Okay. And almost finishes the race with the same war all right we'll say the 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 winner gets the war right um how can you not give it to the guy who who did it oh i guess i'm it, it doesn't that analogy doesn't really work out <laughs> I, was, he, I was gonna say yeah. i think it just proved my own point yeah but but, uh, but because it, it's like he covered more, more ground and is at the same spot even in less time yeah, I mean, listen, the nature of baseball is the ebbs and flows. It is the highs. It is the lows. And it's like, hey, has Rushman really had a low yet? He did. He struggled when he first came up. Yeah, I mean, like, and is he going to get it again? Like, th- is he going to hit that freaking 15, 16 game rut again? Maybe. You know, like, because players do that. Like, we see the best players in the league go through stints of time where they're struggling for 10 games, and then they get hot, and then they struggle for another 10. You know, it's like, hey, in theory, in theory, let's just say those extra 30 games, Rushman gets hot for 18 of those, but he struggles for 12, and his struggle is bad. So, but but I mean, if he's playing good defense, his war is still going to climb. Yeah, that's you know, so he can struggle offensively, but defensively, he can keep it up. Yeah, I mean, I I, granted, I hear that, and I it's like one of those things where it's like, hey, war, like, how do you compare apples and oranges? Like, how do you compare an outfielder to a catcher? I understand that the catcher is probably the most, if not the second most. Like if you wanted to say pitcher was the most yeah. because they're literally controlling the ball. So let's say catcher's second most important position on the field. Um, but like, how do you compare it to a guy who might only see maybe at most nine fly balls a game? You know, like how do you compare him controlling every pitch to a guy who might only get nine opportunities? Yeah. So that's why I think, uh, you know, it's one of those – it's it's really tough. I re, pers- I'm trying to fight for J Rod right now, be- and it's hard because I agree that I think Rushman should win it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to put up the fight, but I can't. <laughs> um, it, that is definitely going to be the the you know I'm I'm invested in it because you know he turned the Orioles well he did the Orioles season turned around when he came up coincidence not uh, not coincidence whatever. Um, their season turned around when he came up. Um, all right. So 
moving on to our last segment, um, call-ups. Late-season call-ups. All right. Um, so, you know, we had Rutschman earlier in the year. We've seen a bunch of, uh, you know, prospects come up this year from many teams. Um, now we see Gunnar Henderson, another one of the Orioles' um, – prospects top prospects got called up today uh before the game so we've seen we've seen rutschman we've seen stowers we've seen gunner henderson we could see grayson rodriguez like those are top five prospects from the orioles organization and and they're playing and it's like hey guys go do it (laughs) it's on you like like here's your leash right uh, we weren't supposed to win, so we're either going to win or lose by you guys, and we're okay with with whatever. And it's working. <laughs> I mean, it's it's working with Rushman. Um, uh, you know, the, Dean Kramer, their pitcher, is a uh, you know rookie of last year, so. It's like, so I'm posing the question, right? We had, you know, last week we talked about uh, your Yankees uh, prospects that got called up. Who are they again? Freaking Joe Schmo and Billy Bob, um, because Oswaldo Cabrera has literally done kind of nothing. Okay. And, uh, like, it stinks. It, like, you feel for the guy, and. And uh, Esteban Florial got called up. Uh, I mean, granted, he's been he's had stints in the majors for a little while, but yeah, the I think the big difference right now, especially between the two teams, your or your Orioles and uh, my Yankees, is that yeah, the Orioles are getting like, hey, go out and ha-, like what I think what's so great about the Orioles right now is that they're. Yeah, hey, if we get into the playoffs, amazing. No one ever expected this. If we don't make the playoffs, ama- it's okay because no one expected us to do this. So yep. go have fun. And I think when players – I legitimately think when players are having fun, they play better. It's a game. They're playing 100%. a childhood game. When they're having fun, they're going to do better. And that's what it feels like when I talk to you, when I talk to Pat, when I talk to Taylor – about the Orioles, and you guys are like, dude, it's just fun. And I'm like, God damn it, it's so freaking fun. We have such <laughs> tight buttholes here in New York, and they're not having fun. There's just so much pressure. I'm actually writing a column about it, and it just feels like you had 20 cheesy gordita crunches and a crunch wrap supreme from Taco Bell, proud sponsor of the Bleacher Vault podcast, and you're going to blow it. You're going to paint the bowl here in New York. Yeah. In Baltimore, it's like, oh, hey. Let's just go have fun. Let's wear these silly hats and chains. <laughs> Which I do. <laughs> um, Camden Yards is very fun. And we're seeing the first stage of the rebuild. Well, no, I, well I, I say the first stage. It's really the final stage of the rebuild. But it's, it's that first stage of, like, those top guys are coming up, right? And they're all going to be part of next year. And they're going to get scared real scary real quick because they're going to have these young guys and then they're going to go out and spend. Um, so, so um, I think today was the uh, day or sometime earlier 
this week or or a couple days from now, but people could get called up and still retain their rookie eligibility for next year, right? So, so I was having this argument with Derek um, on on uh, in our in our chat on Twitter, and I was like, "Why not call up Cassis? I don't give a shit who you have to send down, who you have to DFA, right? I mean." Even even say goodbye to JD Martinez or or whatever because the Red Sox have nothing to lose now, right? They're they're six games out of it. They they got to go. They need at least twenty five to thirty wins to think that they're going to get in. Oh, and my phone keeps on blowing up with I don't know what the score is, but I'd only have to assume that it's at least five nothing. You have the score pulled up, Barnes. Give me two seconds. I'll grab it for you. Has oh, to be. It, it's uh, Baltimore. Uh, sorry. Do you, do you want the Baltimore Orioles score? Or the no, I know, the, I know the Orioles are winning. <laughs> and I also, know, I also know that the Red Sox are losing. I just don't know how bad. Toronto 8, Boston 1 at the okay, bottom of yeah. the third. So, so, so again, another, another – thing where you have to beat this team you have to beat them and you come out and drop they drop eight runs on you come on like like it's ridiculous so at this point i'm i'm all for having a freaking triple a team call up call up cassis call up i don't care bayo should be pitching you know let's see some of those relievers you know everyone who's on the expiring contract you're dead to me right now jd don't care, right? Um, yeah, you guys. I, I, I want to see the kids play at this point. There's yeah, no harm, the, right? They get the valuable experience. They get valuable experience for next year. It's a little different with the Yankees because you know they're at the top looking down, right? But the Red Sox are down looking up. Um, so it's like it's like let, let's go. Like where's Cassis? Great, he's he he got a couple hits today in in at uh, you know in Triple A. He should be hitting for freaking Red Sox today. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure out, a, like, if you're the Red Sox, like, listen, you got to make the decision tomorrow. Like, where are we going with this? Are we going to go for it or and be okay with the failure? Or are we just going to cut ties with the playoff idea and just see what we have? You know, I'm, like... But, but the thing like, is, you can you can... See what we have and still win. You You're might not even wrong. win better with just the seeing what we have approach. Uh, it's so hard because I, um, like okay, I agree. You could probably bench and cut JD, uh, but like, you know, what? Do you, where are you going to play Cassis? Are you going to DH him? You know, like no, who, nobody's playing first base. Uh, Hosmer's hurt right now. You know, I, and, I forgot he got hurt. I legitimately yeah, forgot Hosmer's he hurt, got hurt. So, so why not? Groin? And and Bobby Dahlbeck is ding donging around wherever he's ding donging around. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, come on, I don't, I don't cares. And they call up Franchi. It's like, why? Oh, but man, that's gotta be frustrating. I don't have any other Red Sox fans to argue with um, here right now because Derek left. Um, but yeah, he's a coward. Just, um, just you know, banging my head against the wall. 
Um, yeah, uh, listen, you just cut ties, you cut the loss. Luke would be like, yeah, we should have cut these guys like five weeks ago. Yeah, uh, Luke would probably been, uh... be on board with cutting JD. Hey, listen, right now, cut JD, like, it stinks because I feel like JD has been such a good player for the Red Sox. Yeah. I, I legitimately think that, like, and it would be disrespectful to just cut It would, him. yes, 100%. And, like, so I understand and, and, them, like, and hey, that's, listen, yeah. just play it out. Yeah, and and that's not my solution, right? My solution is not to cut JD. By exactly, but but my solution is I don't give a shit. Find a way to get Cassis up here and get him at bats, because yeah, like, then you don't have to worry about him slumping if he comes up at the beginning of next year. You know, he can adjust. He can have 30, 40 games to adjust to MLB pitching this year and still be a rookie next year. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's just it stinks because it's like, hey, what do you do with? Kike Hernandez, what do you do with Ref Snyder, like Verdugo? Like it feels like you have a bunch of like maybe not super young guys, but like somewhere in the middle, like that middle-aged guys yeah. who are major leaguers. Like, what do you do with those guys though? If you're trying to pull up these younger dudes, like how do you find those at bats? Yep. No, and and I don't have the perfect solution, but um the solution is to get Cassis up. That that's my solution. Yeah, so would you say getting Cassis up for maybe, I don't know, 20 games would be a good – like, would you be like, that's a good decision? I, I, I want him up for more than that. I, well, I yeah, want him up for the I, rest I of the they, season. I don't think he'll get more than 20 games if he gets I, called up. I, I, I just think that's a – it's a disservice. But, again, I don't have I don't have the ultimate answer and solution, so I don't, I don't know. Red Sox fans, if you're listening and you have a solution or an answer, yeah. make sure you tweet at us. Hey, yeah. tweet at us. How do, we get Cass- how do we get Cass's at bats? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Good. Good thing. Um, I know my Orioles are winning. Um, Red Sox are losing. Yankees still winning. The Yankees are tied right now. They have allowed oh. two runs. It's at the top of the seventh. It's okay. two to two in the Yankee Stadium. Um, it, it's it's so weird. Like what? Like. I, I've been so focused on this and recording that I haven't really been paying attention to the game because I'm dedicated to my craft. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> but it, it's like they're playing the Mets. And let's be real. The Mets are a good team. They're they're they a are. freaking fantastic team. They're I think uh, – didn't you uh, and John maybe do a, a video about the Mets being uh, contender, like serious contenders this year? Um, me and Derek did that video oh, you and Derek, earlier sorry. this year. Maybe we'll have to resurface that now that they, you know, I mean, I, they're, they're just amazing. They're yeah, the amazing. Really, yeah. Uh, hey, if you didn't see that or hear it, listen to it. Make sure you check it out. It's on our YouTube. Um, yeah, and, and we'll try to tweet it out. Uh, we'll try to tweet it out um, tonight or tomorrow morning. Absolutely. I mean, but, like, it's like, hey, wait, what do you do with these call-ups? Especially, you know – I almost envy teams that are in the Orioles position where there were no expectations or it's, it seemed like there were no expectations at the beginning of the year. You know what I mean? I'm like, whereas team expectations for perennial clubs, like the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets, the Yankees, the Red Sox, like any of those top teams, it's like, all right, win or, or it's a failure, win or Mm -hmm. it's a failure. And like you don't get that flexibility with the call ups, you just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I almost feel like if that's that's kind of where the Red Sox are at, you know, I yeah. think that's where the Yankees are at because obviously they're in the midst of that playoff run. And you know? I and I don't remember how the roster expansions work. Is that still like at the beginning of September? 
I think it's the beginning of September, maybe mid-September. Um, but uh, I forget how many guys you can add. Okay. Um, but so yeah, we'll something see. like that. Maybe, coming, maybe that's up. the solution. Just wait till then. But I wish it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, you got a week to go. So yeah, you'll be all right. <sighs> all right, Barnier. Uh, we've been on for about an hour now. Um, I, I think, uh, we've covered a lot. I had fun. Yeah. Uh, it was nice, hey, nice of Derek for stopping by and, uh, you know, for some of it. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, kind of just closing out the call-ups section and yeah. then we can kind of end it, but I want to hear everything we need to know about Gunnar Henderson Ooh. in 60 seconds. No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> You're not ready. I'm we not ready. Get ready. I don't because I, I was just, I can't I'm do just, it. I, 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 <laughs> I can't do it. I need you to tell us everything that you can tell us about where you're at on your work vacation, not work uh, items, but just the location and where uh, you're at. All right, staying in at Long st- staying in Long Beach, Cali. Got a couple weeks of uh, training going on. Uh, can't disclose what, but um, I've been sitting at a pool you know, every day for, you know, since Thursday and I'll be here, you know, for two and a half weeks. So I'm having fun. Um, It's weird. The time difference because trying to coordinate back East with, you know, with you guys and everything. Um, So that's why this one's on a little later tonight. Um, So, so sorry, all of you who usually tune in at like seven. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm running on the beach every morning. I'm, in the pool every, you know, the evening is, and you know, I'm getting paid for it. So it's nice. I'm um, having a good time. I know you used to go on a bunch of work trips, right? And time. And yes, I used to do a lot of work <laughs> trips. California is freaking great. I'm super jealous of you. I'm sure the listeners, listeners are jealous of you. Imagine being able to run on the beach in the morning. Yeah. Just ugh. nice. What? A, and I think on that note, this is a good time to close it out. Doug, I hope you're having a great work trip, work yeah. vacation, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So to wrap it up, I'm going to tell tell all of you where you can find Bleacher Brawls. Well, we're here on Twitter, Twitter space. Um, I think we're going to try to do this every Tuesday. I think Tuesdays work well, right? Um, if not, it'll be Tuesday, Friday, or Saturday. One of the days with a full slate of games usually so probably not monday or thursday um twitter space for the pod so if you want to get in here you want to say something you know it was just pretty much me and barnes well you you listening right now could be on here next week so get on here we'll we'll shoot for next tuesday um but things may change um in your life barnes so um that's amen brother up in the air and i might need a new co-host for next tuesday but um, join us, and you know we'll let you know later in the week when we plan to do that. Um, then you, we have our pods that are filmed on Wednesday and Sunday, but they are the Thursday morning show and <laughs> Monday morning show. <laughs> because I get in trouble for saying it wrong. Um. Uh, YouTube, Derek is killing it on YouTube. Um, videos all the time. 
We love to hear from you and tell us what you want to know about. So if there's, you know what? We might do a Gunnar Henderson video. Derek, when you're hearing this, we might be doing a Gunnar, uh, Gunnar Henderson because next week I'm going to do 60 seconds on him. Sorry I couldn't do it this week, Barnes, but next week I will do it. What did I miss? Columns, bleacherbrawls.com. Even Barnes is trying to get in a column here. That's right, uh, baby. Hopefully he gets that done, uh, and you can you can you know hear his thoughts on paper or a screen, I guess. Um, everyone else puts out columns: John, Luke, Derek, Patrick. Um, we have our our first Bleacher Brawls fantasy. Our last episode was our fo- our fantasy football draft. Uh, so, and we have Bleacher Broads in it. We have the significant others of myself and Patrick, who are the Bleacher Broads, who are playing in our draft. You're going down. (laughs) Um, So we have a lot of cool things. So if you're fantasy football, um, you know, tweet tweet at Bleacher Brawls who your favorite, uh, you know, waiver wire pickups are and what, you know. Whose teams are good and bad? You know, we'll we'll try and post pictures of them. But uh, I think that's it for me. Barnier, what do you got? Um, absolutely. I, I hope you guys had a good time. I look forward to speaking to you guys again soon. Hey, maybe we'll even just do an impromptu, random Twitter space. Maybe recorded, maybe not on later this weekend. Who knows? Just Sounds keep good. your eye out. We love chatting with you guys. Hope to see you next time. All right. For uh, Barnier and Derek, who is here earlier, I am Doug. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and rest of your day and rest of your life, too. If this is the only time you listen to us and you choose not to after, I hope you have a good life. But I also hope you come back and say hi and become uh, followers of us. So thank you all, and we will see you next time. Take care.